passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. This is It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati with Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata. We are back on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. Let's stay with the defense because, as you mentioned, I just have faith with Lou. When Lou is out there, I'm like, you know what? If anything, they're going to get field goals. Uh, obviously, they had the one touchdown. Just looked uh, with a little miscommunication on the defensive side. But let's focus on – I called him – January Jesse, but you have a better name for him. Jess Jessuary. <laughs> We're going with it. Baituary. He showed up know. just in time. Just in time. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't have too much here. Um, yeah, playoff Jesse is uh, seems like he is he has arrived. Uh, there was a pick, and I know it was an uncontested, just no, whatever. But caught it, and the strip was huge. That strip. Big play down the right sideline. Then he's running downfield. Vaughn holds him up, and Jesse rips it out. Oh, man, I loved it. I loved it. It reminded me of uh, Pratt. And Jesse was involved in that in week one last year against the Vikings as Dalvin Cook was about to put them in position to kick a game-winning field goal. Uh, Pratt rips it out as people are holding him up, and that's what it reminded me of when Jesse did that. I was like, okay, yeah. Playoff Jesse. Playoff Jesse's here. Uh, I You don't know what anything with safeties until you could watch the all 22 and see them because when you're watching on TV, they are not on the screen for 90% of the time. But I thought he played really, really well. And look, I've seen people complain about like, Jesse just plays well late in the season. I'd prefer that, you know, if he just, if he, if he, if he sucked late in the season, he was great early. Like that's so lame. (laughs) You know, it's like, oh man, wow. We got early season, Jesse, way to go. Oh, it's playoff time. I don't even know if we can play this guy. It's like, no, other way around, other way around. (laughs) I want the guy playing like Earl Thomas back there in the playoffs rather than early in the season. So I'm fully in. I hope he 
keeps this hot streak going. I hope he can redo the playoff run because, in my opinion, top three most important Bengals, not even just defenders, just Bengals during that run. It was Jesse, Reader, and Burrow. So hopefully we get that again. Well, I want to stay with the defensive side because it really felt like Jermaine Pratt was going to get a pick six at one moment. Or I, he just – The during, big tip? Yes. I'm like, oh, Jermaine. And again, I'm watching it on a replay instead of on TV. I, see that. I couldn't tell if he lost that or if he just couldn't reach it. But that was that was so much like the Mike Hilton play, right? Oh, yes. I No, seriously. There was just so many moments where at one point, I'm not going to lie, because it was like a party early. They were up 17 to nothing and defense was getting interceptions that every drive. I was like, who's going to get the interception on this drive? The Mike Hilton one where it hits the receiver in like the chest and then it just falls in his hands as he's running. It's like can't ask for it like it's like just you were in a magnet like what's going on he's just like running and the ball's just in his hand okay we're running the other way i mean i thought it was just going to be turnovers 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 for the rest of the game and we did see a few um obviously when it comes to baltimore's offense did we see and correct me if i'm wrong some dax hill snaps sure did yeah what did that look like all right man to me, it's hard well, to tell. go from Jesse Bates to Dax Hill. It's still hard to see live. I, I thought he played okay. I, yeah. I don't. I think he got in on some stuff. I think he also was one of the guys that Isaiah likely beat. He was like the only guy that was a credible receiving option at times. Um, but I thought he played fine. I thought he played pretty decent. Like I, like you have to think though is that you never saw Jesse or Bell get hurt this year and thank god you know knock on wood that that happens the rest of the time but that's when you would really want to analyze the Dax Hill snaps like whenever I see him I just kind of go like it's something weird it's a third safety and even that game he started he was at nickel corner against Chris Godwin and Mike Evans I'm like uh, I'm gonna kind of toss this out a little bit because he didn't play that well and this is a really tough assignment in a position he's probably not going to play for us yeah. uh so um watching I'm just like I I want to wait to really have a good Dax he'll take is for next year. It's just for next year. Unless there's some type of unfortunate event, um, he's not going to play any true safety uh, other than these three safety sets and stuff. And that's just kind of like auxiliary snaps to me. It's like, cool, he did this. Or like, I don't care that he missed that. You know, to me, it's a lot of, it's good to get him out there, get him the feel and speed of an NFL game, but he isn't playing his position yet. And I thought he was good at least pretty good in his snaps. Um, Want to see him and Trey Flowers do a little bit better job on the tight ends, but I say likely he's a dude. I, I wish the Bengals got him. That was a that was a good pick by the Ravens. Yeah, the Ravens are going to draft him. I mean, credit to him because um... he was one of my he was one of my guys. I, when I, I watched like every tight end, he was my third favorite, and I don't think he was the third tight end taken. Yeah, no, he looked. I'm not going to say unstoppable because obviously. The no, I don't, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> yeah. But like he looked like, it looked, I was kind of like, okay. He was okay. definitely a positive contributor. One of the only positive contributors on that Ravens offense. He's like somebody that for next week, you kind of got to go, do we got to, do we got to have a little bit of a plan for this guy? But yeah. then they don't really play him with Andrews because they're kind of samey, you know, like Andrews, big, great receiver, not much of a blocker, likely big great receiver not much of a blocker <laughs> you know like they do their best like they're not bad blockers but that's why they like to put in like josh oliver and patrick ricard because those guys are dudes at blocking 
I don't think they have Nick Boyle anymore. Somebody can correct me. Uh, but uh, they like to have one tight end that's like a receiver, and they like to have the other tight end be a guy that in the run game because they run the ball so much. Yeah, I feel like we've hit on the offense. We hit on the defense. Let's talk a little bit about uh, Drew Chrisman and Evan McPherson. Drew Chrisman had himself a day. Great punts. Adele won. <laughs> the one. We're like, um, great punts. <laughs> great punts. I, well, look, uh, the one punt <laughs> he had was a highlight, though. You know, that one, he didn't even need his uh, team to go, the, the guys to go get it, the gunners, uh, because he just hit it into the corner, went out of bounds at like the seven or something. I was like, whew. Whenever the punter can like single-handedly just kind of go like, yeah, I'm that dude. I'm, I'm that guy. <laughs> like, I love it. Well, it's just good to see. Um, we didn't know what we were going to get. It was obviously the topic of conversation going into training camp, and then they made that switch. And I think it was a good move on on their part. Um, it's still great to see Kevin Huber out there. Saw him on the sidelines again today. And let's talk about Evan McPherson. Um, you know, I was concerned a couple weeks ago that I was like, oh, he's, is he going to, is it something in New England? What's going on? And then he's able to just kind of snap back and everything seems to be going pretty well for Evan McPherson, if it's field goal or even extra points. Yep. Perfect. Today, um, the Patriots game wasn't good. I think this quells any concern I had about like, is McPherson rattled or, you know, like, is his confidence shaken? No. And he kind of knew, but there was like that 5% of me. That's just kind of like, I hope he's not, you know, beat up about this Patriots game. Cause I think he's just a good kicker. He's better than this. And this is just a weird game. And he showed that. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's all it was. The only thing I have concern about is going to Buffalo. If it is similar conditions to what they played in new England, it's like, Okay, is it just like an issue when it gets to like this windy, very, very cold, maybe even snowy type? Is that at all an issue? And I don't know. I I, I don't think we've seen him kick too often in those type of conditions. Like that Patriots game is kind of the only one. It wasn't really snowy. It was just very cold and windy. And we'll see. Um, I have faith he'll be fine. He's got an awesome leg. Uh, so... I think, I think he'll be fine, but this was a good bounce back. I'm not concerned about him for next week. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. I'm going to hit on one more thing when it comes to this game, but I, there was a concern of mine that Zach Taylor was going to get kicked out at one moment. Uh, it the, the face mask and they didn't call it obviously you know the crowd's going crazy like well, how could you miss that and then they're even to get the ball they're in the red zone and zach taylor is just going into these officials even after the next play like he's just going into them they're all coming over and i'm like all right all right we're gonna lose zach like in this game i was getting a little nervous i've never seen a head coach get kicked out but at this point i was like he is not letting and i and i love everything about it I'm not trying to do a Marvin Lewis comparison here, but I, I am just going to say like just how animated what we've what we've seen from Zach Taylor this week, and I don't we don't even have to go back to Monday night's actions to him voicing his concern with the league and the front office, you know, having his back and all of this stuff. I'm like, that's the head coach you want to be, you know, the leader of your team, and I just I absolutely loved it. Harbaugh was the same way; he was getting real animated really? too. I didn't see that. 
Oh, uh, they showed it on TV. He was yelling a lot and getting angry about things. There was one point an official wasn't coming over to him, and an official was talking to Zach for a long time, and he was just like yelling, got real angry eyed, <laughs> like yelling at so he wants to talk to an official too or something like that. I was just like, all right, these, you know, they're 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 kind of same, they're kind of similar, you know, they're <laughs> fiery, you know, they they get into this. So um, yeah, it, it's cool to have a coach that's that's like that. It's not the only way to do it. Obviously, Bill Belichick's done the stoic. Uh, uh, type thing forever and he's won six super bowls but it is cool to have the other side too to have like a, a john harbaugh zach taylor jim harbaugh was like that too all the harbaugh family um mm-hmm. who knows if jim's coming back you know the rumors he coming to broncos <laughs> oh i wouldn't choose the broncos i'd stay in michigan <laughs> i mean no, well I, not to not to be sidetracked but we do have to talk about this really quickly because the the peyton news came out sean peyton news came out this week the reports and harbaugh were interviewing or in conversation with the denver broncos the denver broncos have nothing to give up and their team their team is so bad that they need all the draft picks peyton has to realize like they're going to give up all their future capital and the team's bad right now Maybe he's just like me and loves Greg Dulcich. And he's just like, I could make that guy my Jimmy Graham. Uh, Probably not. (laughs) Well, I will say this. I will say this. And this is a very selfish thing I'm going to say, but I'm going to say it on this podcast. There are a lot of names being brought up as these these head coaching candidates. And I'm not hearing Lou a lot. And and it's mind-blowing. He should be a candidate for all these positions. I know it's an offense league. I kept telling you that. But I'm like... Lou, you want to run it back? Like, I like, think he's back. I'm, I'm I don't think he's the hottest coaching candidate. Like, we we know how good he is, right? Yeah. But like I've been saying is that they don't give a lot of defensive guys these shots. And there's guys in front of him probably that are going to be, at least in the NFL mind, you know, mm-hmm. Dan Quinn went to a Super Bowl and he's coaching an awesome defense. D'Amico Ryans has like four years of doing this. And while as awesome as Lou, Leslie Frazier also might get a shot. Um, but I think he and Lou are around the same um, area in my mind for whether or not they could get hired. He could get hired. I just, if I was going to bet on it, I would bet he's back next year. And that's not any fault of his own. Like, I think Brian Callahan is going to be the bigger coaching candidate just because he's young and an offensive mind. And that's what everybody wants. They don't want the older defensive mind. Um, and who cares? That's awesome for the Bengals, right? Love it. I absolutely love it. Like I said, um, my disclaimer was I'm very selfish when I come up with that because I want Lou to succeed and get Yeah, root for wherever he goes. I'm going to root for him. But I I, don't want him gone either. Like, can you stay in the the window that Joe Burrow talked about today? Did you see that clip? Uh, The window is as long as I'm here, basically. (laughs) I was like, I mean, yeah. Anything. I've never had any doubt. Never had any doubt. And obviously that window, those extension talks can start happening really, 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 really soon. And uh, I just felt like this guy's here to stay. When I heard Joe make that comment, like this is his team. And as long as they keep doing the things they're doing as much as they can, when it comes to free HD, building around the team, extending these guys, it just felt like he's like, yeah, this is going to be the norm. We're going to win the division. And that's always the goal for a team. When you talk to them in, in August or July during training camp, Let's win the division first, and then we'll figure everything else out later. Now it's all mindset of the playoffs for them. And I just absolutely love that quote by him. I was like, all right, post this quote all over the stadium. Yeah, um, post that quote when he uh, signs the extension. I think that's the big one. But uh, the the big test to me was this year. We all knew Joe was awesome, right? But was he simply top five, or was he elite? And I thought the test was when Jamar went out. 
and he passed. You know, like he passed with flying colors. Like the team was awesome when Jamar was out. The offense was great. It was rolling. So like to me, that was like, can Joe do it without his top dog? And yes, absolutely. I didn't have doubts, but it's just like that's kind of like the test, right? Because it's like because when you're paid that much, you're not going to have as much awesome surrounding cast as you might have right now. And uh, yeah, he passed that with flying colors. He, he showed that this offense can still hum without uh, Jamar Chase. He, he can make Trent Irwin into a superstar. Uh, <laughs> catching a touchdown a game, it felt like. Yeah, he's going to get Trent Irwin paid. <laughs> it's kind of like uh, when, when Brady starts throwing those balls like Scotty Washington. <laughs> like, all right, sure. So similar, similar idea to me. Also, Peyton always got those guys paid, like Austin Colley and Pierre Garcon. Garcon ended up being a pretty good player, but they're like come out of nowhere type guys. And Peyton's just throwing them, you know, touchdowns, a, a thousand yards for that guy. It's like, okay, sure. <laughs> and that's kind of what Joe Burrow did with Trent Irwin. And I was like, yeah, that's that's a top three elite type quarterback. I have a random thing to mention about Trent Irwin. When he first got here, obviously nobody really knew anything about him. I want to say he was on the practice squad or whatever. It was when the team was awful, one of the seasons when they were awful. And we're sitting there in the press box, and it's like late December, and this guy is on the field, and he's like, he's uh, putting a message in the snow, and I think it said like Merry Christmas. And uh, Jay Morrison was sitting next to us, and he took his binoculars, and he's like, who is that guy down there? And he's like, I think that's Trent Nerwin, the guy on the practice squad. <laughs> and you just where he was that night when this team was just terrible in December, and he's like putting Merry Christmas on there, last one to leave the stadium, and then he's catching touchdown passes from Joe Burrow, and everybody knows who he is. Yeah, I I, I had no idea. I Because I assume he's just been here for like two years or something. Mm -hmm. I saw that he said something like, me and Stanley, we got here at the same time i was like what <laughs> so i didn't know he's here that long um what a what a diamond in the rough uh, i love, I love it was. i love it. everybody remember again he's not edelman he is tall he's in the sixth decker he's an eric decker all right, we're going to move on to playoff scenarios. And again, we are recording this on a Sunday. Everything should be confirmed later this night when Sunday Night Football comes on. We'll just talk a little bit of the outlook of that. We'll have previews, predictions, all of that as we get into the week. Move on next on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati.